It's three o'clock somewhere. Time for a My Mochi ice cream snack. My Mochi ice cream is cool, creamy scoops of premium ice cream wrapped in sweet, pillowy dough. And get this. All of My Mochi's fabulous flavors, like strawberry, mango, double chocolate, and cookies and cream, are only around 80 calories per piece. Talk about a guilt-free, indulgent experience. Each box of My Mochi ice cream has six perfectly portioned, gluten-free mochis that are great for grab-and-go. So feel good while curbing your afternoon cravings, or the midnight munchies, yeah, You know who you are with the joyfully chill sensation of My Mochi ice cream. Find My Mochi ice cream at Target or visit MyMochi.com to locate a grocery store near you. National Guard outbreak. 42 troops assigned to the inauguration test positive for COVID-19. As the woman accused of stealing the laptop from Nancy Pelosi's office turns herself in. She's definitely not a leader. Then, furious Trump seething over the A-listers performing at the inauguration. And the final snub from Melania. No White House tour for Jill Biden. I don't think they're doing the traditional protocol. There's a lot of outrage about that. Plus, the queen of QAnon. Shunned by her neighbors, reportedly estranged from her sister. Do you really think Joe Biden will not be inaugurated? And doesn't that sound deranged? And desperate for a COVID-19 vaccine? Useful tips to getting the shot in the arm fair and square. How our producer scored one in just 45 minutes. But wait till you see where he has to go. Now, Inside Edition with Deborah Norville. Hello, everybody, and thank you for joining us. Some worrisome news the day before the transition of power takes place in Washington, D.C. It's being reported more than 40 National Guard troops on hand for the inauguration have tested positive for COVID-19. Stephen Fabian leads off our coverage. 43 National Guard troops deployed at the inauguration have come down with COVID-19. The Military Times reports the troops tested positive last Friday, and it's feared that number may go up with the inauguration just hours away. Even the D.C. waterways are under high alert. The Potomac and other bodies of water have been shut down after the Coast Guard received a tip from a woman in Virginia who says she was concerned after she saw guys with heavy-duty military-style kayaks on pickup trucks heading north towards the Capitol. Two members of the National Guard have been sent home because they were found to have ties to fringe right militia groups. America is waking up to the idea that we have an enemy in our midst who is more dangerous than I think Al-Qaeda or ISIS ever were or ever could be. And that enemy in our midst uh, has now been exposed. More arrests are being made in the wake of the Capitol invasion. 22-year-old Riley June Williams, who allegedly stole a laptop from Nancy Pelosi's office and planned to sell it to the Russians, turned herself in to authorities in Pennsylvania. Her mother spoke to a reporter. She's definitely not a leader. I just think she was like, I I know there was another woman beside her also doing it. I think she was just like, they're letting us up. They're letting us up. Come on, let's go. Also arrested, 38-year-old Jessica Watkins, who served in the U.S. Army in Afghanistan and allegedly commands a militia group in Ohio. 
Washington looked like an armed military camp, but restaurants like We The Pizza are showing their appreciation by donating thousands of pizzas to the National Guard. It's about over 10,000 pies. Wait, 10,000 pies? Yes. like 10,000 pizzas you've yes, given pizzas. away? Yes, pizzas, yes. Holy smoke. Washington streets are eerily deserted, but on the National Mall, a sea of 200,000 flags representing all the people who couldn't be here because of the pandemic makes a spectacular vista as the nation prepares for the inauguration of a new president. President-elect Joe Biden choked up as he addressed the Delaware National Guard before leaving for the nation's capital and history. Jill told me not to become emotional. I'm Jill's husband. <laughs> a long list of stars are scheduled to participate in the Biden inauguration, and that has turned out to be the latest perceived dig at President Trump. As Les Trump reports, Mr. Trump is said to be furious that so many A-listers are turning out for the Biden administration's inauguration after so many steer clear of his own swearing in. President Trump is said to be furious today that so many big stars are taking part in Joe Biden's inauguration. Lady Gaga, Jennifer Lopez, Tom Hanks, and Garth Brooks, a Republican, will all be there. Trump couldn't persuade any big names to come to his inauguration. Garth Brooks was scheduled to perform and pulled out. Four years later, he's pretty psyched to perform for Biden. Excited, nervous, all the good things, you know, because uh, this is history and it's an honor to get to serve. Traditionally, celebrities are more inclined to support Democratic presidents than Republican ones. Some of them are doing this because they're just honored to be asked, regardless of who is the president. Others are huge fans of the Biden-Harris ticket and want to be here to help. The president is considering issuing dozens of pardons, including to rapper Lil Wayne, which is sparking strong reaction from a key Trump supporter, Fox News' Tucker Carlson. Pardoning Lil Wayne? Don't degrade yourself in the way out. Don't degrade your voters. Joe Exotic's attorneys are so certain he'll be pardoned, they have a limousine on standby outside the Texas State Prison where he's serving time for a murder-for-hire plot, ready to whisk him away. Pamela Anderson is hoping the president will pardon her pal, WikiLeaks founder Julian Assange. I just think that this is so important and this is something he needs to, he needs to do. He absolutely needs to do this, and I'm just saying, just just do it. And the My Pillow guy is facing backlash today for reportedly talking to the president about declaring martial law. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, inventor of My Pillow. Some of the nation's biggest retailers, Bed Bath and Beyond, Kohl's, and Wayfair, are dropping his pillows. These guys don't understand. They were good beer, good partners. In fact, I told them. You guys come back anytime you want. Today, for the first time, Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell publicly said the mob that attacked the Capitol was provoked by Trump. The mob was fed lies. They were provoked by the president and other powerful people. Tomorrow morning, the Trumps will snub the Bidens, refusing to participate in a time-honored tradition of a peaceful transition of power where the outgoing president and first lady welcome the incoming president and first lady. He'll be the first president since Andrew Johnson to not attend his successor's inauguration. A big slap in the face to the Biden family who have not been invited to come to the White House as is traditional in advance of the inauguration to get a tour and to get a sense of what to expect. And instead of being greeted at the White House by the outgoing president, they're going to be greeted by the White House staff. 
By then, the Trumps will have arrived at Mar-a-Lago, where huge moving vans were spotted yesterday. Trump's approval rating is a dismal 29%, the lowest ever. His critics are calling him among the worst presidents in American history. And a Washington Post reporter tweeted today that Vice President Mike Pence is not expected to attend President Trump's send-off at Joint Base Andrews. He will be attending Joe Biden's inauguration a few hours later. His aides say that logistically, he couldn't attend both. Meantime, Melania Trump is being criticized for snubbing Dr. Jill Biden. For the first time in 100 years, the outgoing first lady has not invited her successor for tea and a visit before the transition. First Lady Melania is under fire for snubbing Jill Biden. Has your mom heard from Melania Trump about doing the traditional protocols? No. Today show correspondent Jenna Bush asked Ashley Biden about her mom not being invited to the traditional White House tea and tour like this one between Michelle Obama and Melania. I don't think they're doing the traditional protocol, um, which is unfortunate, but I think we're all okay with it. Washington Post national correspondent Mary Jordan. A lot of people are saying this is classless. Um, You know, when I'm talking to people around Melania, they said Melania would have been happy to do it, but she couldn't because her husband said no. She also reveals Melania started packing up her enormous wardrobe right after the election. What I'm hearing, you know, she does have a lot of shoes and a considerable wardrobe. And right after the election, she said, you know, it's over. I wanted to win, but it's over. And she started packing up. She says in private, Melania opposed Trump's falsehoods about the so-called stolen election. She really wants the word out uh, that she did not believe that the election was stolen. She told her husband to stop it, uh, that it was dangerous. She also reportedly was against holding the January 6th rally that led to the insurrection and his second impeachment. Melania leaves the White House with the lowest approval rating in modern times, 47%. Sean Hannity is coming to her defense. Did an amazing job representing our country and was treated horribly. Typical. Sad, but true. Last night, Stephen Colbert spoofed Melania one last time with this parody of Beauty and the Beast. New York, New York, have you missed me? As for the rest of the Trump ladies, first daughter Ivanka was photographed leaving home today for her last full day at the White House. And Tiffany Trump is enjoying her last hurrah, announcing her engagement to boyfriend Michael Bulos, son of a billionaire businessman. Feeling blessed and excited for the next chapter, she tweeted. But don't expect to hear much from any of the Trumps, at least for a while. What do you believe is next for them? After the riots, after what we saw up on Capitol Hill, everything right now for the Trump family, Robin, is on ice. Turning now to the pandemic, if you have been able to get a COVID vaccine, maybe you should go play the Powerball because you are extremely lucky. That's because across the country, people trying to access the shot are met with crashing websites, long lines, canceled appointments and shortages. Jim Murray with some tips on how to get the vaccine without breaking any rules. Getting the COVID vaccine can be a grueling experience. The computers kept going down. We kept getting kicked off. (laughs) And these are the lucky ones. They're lining up to get the vaccine at Jones Beach State Park in New York. But getting here was a major headache. 
It took me about 60 different times hitting redial. Millions of Americans are eligible, but good luck getting an appointment. I feel like I'm in a maze with no open doors. Mark Winyarski has been frantically calling to make an appointment for his wife. She's 67 years old and suffers from Parkinson's disease. A couple weeks I called it, it was not taking calls. Thank you for calling the New York State COVID-19 vaccination hotline. It took Inside Edition producer Chris Dukas 50 minutes to get someone to answer the New York State COVID-19 hotline. Vaccinations are administered by appointment only. Guess what? He got an appointment, but not until April 11th, and he'd have to drive six hours to the city of Utica. So what can you do to improve your chances of getting the vaccine? Dr. Oz has some helpful advice. First off, memorize that 1-800 number and also put it on speed dial and then just keep hitting redial. And if you keep doing that, eventually you'll get through and you'll be able to get your vaccine. Persistence is key. If you can't get through on the 800 line, try 311. It's a free call and you're more likely to get someone in local government to answer the phone. If you're having trouble scheduling an appointment online, keep hitting refresh on your computer and eventually you should get through. Most importantly, don't give up. Are you finding that people are just giving up too quickly? People definitely give up too quickly. They say, I've called three times, they didn't answer. Are you kidding me? We're talking about a vaccine that can avoid COVID-19. It might save your life. And here's something we definitely did not need in this crisis. The threat of high winds has forced this massive vaccination site at Disneyland in California to shut down for the day out of concern that the tents behind me would topple over. Hundreds of appointments have been canceled as the coronavirus continues to surge. So far, only about 39 percent of the more than 31 million vaccine doses delivered around the country have actually been used. Next, Joe Biden's ancestral home in Ireland, Kamala Harris's ancestral home in India. How the Biden and Harris families are coming together around the globe to celebrate the historic moment. Got it cool having a cousin who's going to be president. Plus, the queen of QAnon. Shunned by her neighbors, reportedly estranged from her sister. Do you really think Joe Biden will not be inaugurated? And doesn't that sound deranged? Inside Edition with Deborah Norville will be right back. When Kamala Harris takes the oath of office as vice president, she'll make history not only as the first woman in the post, but also the first woman of color. And in the tiny town in India where her family is from, the pride in her accomplishment is palpable. And the same goes for a place in Ireland where Joe Biden has family ties. Here's Les Trent. Americans won't be the only ones watching the inauguration tomorrow. Thousands of miles away, the towns where Joe Biden and Kamala Harris's ancestors come from will come to a standstill. Uh, it's a great occasion. It's, it's, it's a super occasion. Joe Blewett is Joe Biden's cousin. In fact, dozens of Biden cousins still live in Balina, near the west coast of Ireland. It's kind, of, it's kind of cool having a cousin who's going to be president. It's hard to believe. The town went wild when Biden clinched the White House. Now he can't wait to visit Cousin Joe in the Oval Office. You know, one day you might be able to actually sleep in the Lincoln bedroom. Yeah, that'd be lovely, wouldn't it? 
in Tulasindra Puram, India, population 350, Kamala Harris is proudly called daughter of the village. My grandparents were phenomenal. We would go back to India like every other year. My grandfather fought for and was a defender of the freedom of India. Harris embraces her roots. Last year, she stopped by actress Mindy Kaling's home, where they whipped up some traditional Indian food. Where did you get the old-fashioned way, which is I printed out a recipe from the internet. Villagers held a good luck ceremony on election day. They closely followed the results. Kamala Harris's mother, Shamala, came to the United States in the late 1950s. She died in 2009. Her proud uncle spoke to us from India. He's Harris's mother's brother. She's confident, she's good, and she's smart. Hi. Harris has been keeping up with her multicultural family all over the world via Zoom. Canada. California. Brooklyn. Harris's stepkids, Cole and Ella, are shocked by all the attention. All of a sudden, Ella has more than 50,000 Instagram followers. Their dad, Doug Emhoff, even has his own set of fans who call themselves the Doug Hive. <laughs> Ooh, this is a reveal. <laughs> The vice president-elect has been getting a lot of fashion advice for the inauguration on social media. The hashtag wear a sorry has been trending. When we come back, concerns that members of the group QAnon will cause trouble at Joe Biden's inauguration. The FBI reportedly has alerted Washington police that followers of the conspiracy theory group QAnon may pretend to be National Guard members to try to infiltrate the inauguration. We've told you before how QAnon has ripped families apart. And now Anne McCagliano speaks with a woman dubbed the queen of QAnon. Uh, thank you for everything. It's My a historic time for America as Joe Biden prepares to take the oath of office. But this woman thinks the Biden presidency will be short-lived. I believe Joe Biden will be arrested. Valerie Gilbert is a diehard online follower of QAnon, the shadowy breeding ground for the most deranged conspiracy theories out there. QAnon was everywhere at last week's riot. Hey! The guy with the buffalo horns calls himself hey, QAnon's shaman. Ashley Babbitt, who was shot to death by a Capitol Police officer, posted a photo of herself in a QAnon shirt. Valerie Gilbert may not be what you'd expect. First, she's a Harvard University graduate. Gilbert lives on her own here on the Upper East Side of Manhattan. Her neighbors steer clear of her whenever she's in the lobby because she won't wear a mask. And she is reportedly estranged from her sister because of her belief in QAnon. Have people said to you, I don't want to have anything to do with you since you're involved in the QAnon movement. Have you lost friends and family members because of it? No, I'm the one who has pushed them away because I don't want to be with people who think I'm crazy, number one, and number two, who hate Trump. Do you really think Joe Biden will not be inaugurated? And doesn't that sound deranged to you? I do not think I'm deranged. No, it actually sounds very sensible to me. I was trapped in the QAnon eco chamber. Melissa Ryan Lively is a former QAnon follower who hit the headlines last summer when she went on a wild rampage over a mask display at a Target store in Scottsdale, Arizona. Get that out of here. 
She says she now realizes how QAnon sucked her into a rabbit hole of gibberish and lies. Um, it's addictive, almost like a drug. And, you know, it takes a lot of, of strength to be able to recognize that you're going down a very dark path and pull yourself out of it like I did. But Gilbert says she doesn't see it that way. The FBI warns fringe conspiracy theories supported by groups like QAnon likely motivate domestic extremists to commit criminal acts. And when we come back, a tribute to those battling COVID from a nurse who's cared for them. Finally today, she's a Michigan nurse who went viral for seeing an amazing grace to lift spirits during the pandemic. And now Lori Key has been asked to sing at this evening's memorial in Washington to remember the more than 400,000 people who have died of COVID. Here's the moving performance that led to her going to the nation's capital. beautiful voice. And tomorrow we'll show you what she does this evening. That is Inside Edition for today. Thank you for watching. Stay well. We'll see you tomorrow. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to Inside Edition ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Or you can listen ad-free with Wondery Plus in Apple Podcasts. Before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at Wondery.com survey. Hi, it's Stephen Colbert, and I'm here to tell you about The Late Show Pod Show, which is the podcast of The Late Show with me, Stephen Colbert. And I'm here with my uh, producer of the podcast, Becca. Hi, Becca. Hi, Stephen. And how long have you been the, the producer of this? We've been doing this for two years now. Okay. And and what is it like to attempt to uh, get feedback from me about the podcast? Be honest about how quickly I respond to emails. You actually respond to emails surprisingly fast. Really? I, I think you might be the only person I respond to. <laughs> I respond to quickly. Oh, well, that's good. Yeah. I expected I expected you to lay into me. Well, this was over the strike period. Oh, I had time. Yeah. See, that, that, does, that doesn't count. <laughs> Sure, I responded to everything because responding to you, putting reruns up on the podcast was like a form of employment. Yeah. And I felt like I had something to get up for every yeah. day. So thank you for that. Listen to The Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, this is Jill Schlesinger, CBS News business analyst, certified financial planner, and host of the Money Watch podcast. This is the show where your money is not scary and it's not boring. It is a show that's all about you. It's your questions that make it possible for me to provide unconventional and entertaining insights on your money and maybe more importantly, on your life. I'm going to be your financial coach, someone who brings common sense and an insider's perspective on how to manage your money and your emotions. And I promise we are going to have a little bit of fun along the way. Have a question from retirement to career changes to college funding? Just send us an email at askjill at jillonmoney.com. Follow Money Watch wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen ad-free on the Amazon Music or Wondery app.